You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's continue our Thursday night football conversation with our pal Nick Ferguson, the former NFL safety who spent a decade in the league. Nick, as always, we appreciate the time. So we were kicking around the notion the Eagles could be heading to the Super Bowl. Are you buying that? If not, what's their biggest weakness? Well, well, first of all, we're still too far away from – the NFL playoffs, and we know that uh, teams have a tendency to start hot and fizzle out at the end of the season, but they have been impressive uh, so far. I have been really impressed with the way that Carson Wentz has played, and also, just like in the highlight there, uh, Nelson Aguilar, who we thought two years ago was going to be a bust, but, you know, what a difference uh, a second year, third year makes, and as so he's starting to make that connection with with Carson Wentz, the issue for me, uh, far as the, the weakness that I see, is uh, on the defensive side of the ball. And I know they played pretty impressive over the past uh, couple of weeks, but watching a couple of plays last night, one more importantly, uh, there was a designed run by uh, Cam Newton off the left side of their defense, and I saw a lot of the defensive guys collapsing inside to jump inside to take the run away. And to me, you can't you can't do that. It's about being disciplined on the edges. It's about to be disciplined in your coverage. So if there is a weakness on this defense and Jim Schwartz's defense, it, to me, it's still the, the secondary. And I know as a guy that played in the secondary, that the, the front end and the back end work in tandem with one another. But there were some times that I saw last night that they were not on the same page. And playing against some other elite teams, like if you're playing against maybe the Atlanta Falcons, a healthy Falcons team, or you're playing against the Green Bay Packers, those are things that can definitely hurt you down the stretch. Well, I think if you go back to Super Bowl 50 with Denver Broncos, uh, when you have someone like a DeMarcus Ware and a Von Miller and a Derek uh, coming up the middle, um, you end up allowing your secondary to be maybe a little bit better than what they really, really are. And I think that's probably what we saw yesterday uh, with this Philadelphia team playing against uh, Carolina, which Fletcher Cox and company was just phenomenal. And I thought that's what helped uh, create those turnovers. But when you look at Jonathan Stewart and what he did yesterday, Nick, eight carries minus four yards. How do you really create any continuity on the offensive line if you're starting back out only getting minus four yards per rush, but your quarterback is getting 71 yards total in comparison to minus, minus four yards total in a game for the starting running back on that team. Well, Cordell, that goes back to uh, early in the season when the Carolina Panthers faced uh, the New England Patriots. At that point, we saw uh, Coach Shula, the offensive coordinator, implement a lot of those design runs for Cam Newton. And the issue was that, okay, well, are we running Cam too much? We don't want to get him banged up. Our playoff hopes and our Super Bowl hopes uh, kind of ride on him being healthy. So with that being said, you know, when Cam is successful running the ball, that is going to take carries away from maybe uh, Stewart and McCaffrey. And then also, if you're turning the ball over as a running back, there was a pass that was thrown to Stewart on a screen pass. He couldn't call it in. The ball popped out of his hand right into uh, the open arms of a Philadelphia Eagles uh, defensive back. So when you're not doing that, you know, now they're saying, listen, what is the best play that we have that's going to give us an opportunity to score or get score touchdowns or get positive yards? And that's our 
six four, you know, two hundred fifty pound quarterback. So we're going to put more, a lot more of those plays in the, the game plan to have him be successful. And now Stewart is not now losing his carries, and you know this as a, a guy who played multiple positions in the NFL. You know the best security is ball security. When you're not doing that, now we have to put the ball in the hands of someone else because it's all about getting positive plays. And we've seen you know Cam be exceptional in the past, like over the past three weeks. So with that being said, yes, you want to give him the ball. You want to give him the opportunity where this pushing the ball down the field with his arms or using his legs to create opportunities for the offense. Taking you around the league with Nick Ferguson, the former NFL safety. Nick, I am reluctant to bring up our Jaguars because Cordell then will say, we're not fully embracing America's team. <laughs> yes, Cordell, they're America's team in Florida. We're flip-floppers, <laughs> but I'm a journalist, so let me just pose the question. And thank you for not snickering when I said I'm a journalist. Jags, number two in scoring defense, matching up against the Rams, who are number two in scoring offense at 30 points a game. Nick, coming off that five-turnover debacle, the Rams put together losing to Seattle. Were we a bit too quick to proclaim L.A. could be going to the playoffs this year? No, no, no. Uh, I think when you look at what uh, Sean McVay has done with uh, you know both sides of that ball and bringing over – uh, Wade Phillips, a guy who I played for, you know, he, he's instilled the right mentality in that organization. And, you know, I don't know what it was like under Jeff Fisher, but you can tell that this is an entirely different team. You can just look at, you know, Jared Goff and see how comfortable he is in the pocket and see that the offense has definitely been catered to his skill set. He's not being forced to, to do something that, that he cannot do from a skill standpoint. And, you know, if Cooper Cup is able to come down – with that reception against the Seattle Seahawks, we wouldn't be having this conversation. We would be saying right now, man, how great the L.A. Rams actually look. But that's the difference, you know, from week to week in the NFL. But he has his team trending upward. Do they have a, a tall task ahead of them looking at what's now being coined the Jackson 5 and being that secondary for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Absolutely. So to me, this is going to be a great test, a great test for the Jacksonville Jaguars and Jerry Goff as he goes against a secondary that is coming off five interceptions, two pick sixes against Ben Roethlisberger, I'm sure a guy that he looked at when he was at, at Cal. So I'm looking for this to be a, a very smash-mouth 907 type of game. You have two great running backs in Ty Gurley and Leonard Fournette. So to me, this, this is like that prime game, and who would have thought anyone would have said that you know, be web at the beginning of the season. Now I'm calling the game against the Rams and the Jacksonville Jaguars as a primetime game. So I'm really looking forward to that matchup. Nick, when you look at the, the Giants, um, you see a team that's actually falling by the wayside, I mean, as time progresses, whether it's at the head coaching position, whether it's Eli Manning, whether it's the receivers, just to play in general at the organization. Let's create a hypothetical conversation. So let's just say they stink up the joint this year and, and, and they're in the top five when it comes to being in the draft because they don't finish strong. Odell Beckham's ankle hurt, is hurt. He has a chance to come back next year, maybe get a new deal, maybe not because he may want to get traded. Staying on the L.A. Rams deal, what if he were to get a chance to go to L.A. if the chance presented itself? Because Sammy Watkins hadn't done a single thing uh, since the early part of the season. Um, and he actually become Jared Goff's right-hand man and the lightning rod in that community there in L.A. with his personality mixed into that lifestyle, how good could that be for that L.A. Rams team? I mean, that, that would be exceptional. Uh, you have a guy 
and, and Todd Gurley, we've seen what he's done this year. He's just been amazing both running the ball and catching the ball at the backfield. I just spoke about uh, Cooper Cup. They have Tavon Austin. Uh, and you have, we talk about Sammy Watkins. If you were to throw a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. into that mix, now that makes that offense a very potent offense. And I'm sure both Sean McVay and Jared Goff would definitely be happy with that if that were to happen. And, you know, in Los Angeles, it plays well to, I guess, the mentality of Odell Beckham Jr. It is kind of, it, I hate to say this, but it's like New York City on steroids because there's so many opportunities out here. We know, as we've seen many guys who play that wide receiver position, you know, they, they've been labeled as prima donnas, and this is the, the right area and the platform for him to kind of build on his brand. So he will fit, fit in well here, and they, they have a great defense. All they just need is more offensive weapons. So if that were to happen, that that would be a game changer on so many levels, not just in the NFC but in the AFC as well because now all the other teams now have to go out and they have to draft guys who can get after the quarterback, and now you have to have three to even maybe four solid corners. That's something that most teams don't have, so that would definitely change the landscape of football as we know it. Nick, great information as always. We look to break news on the NFL on TuneIn. Sources close to this show reporting that you're about to become a father again. Are we on Baby Watch? And most importantly, are you working Sunday? Uh, we are on Baby Watch and uh, B-Web. I plan on being there on Sunday uh, if this young man decides that he wants to come because he wants to see the Giants and the Denver Broncos <laughs> play against one another. I would not deny him that, but uh, I plan on being there with you on first and goal on this Sunday. Hey, man, you know, all these surprises, interim coach, babies, <laughs> what's next? I, I don't know. That's, that's the great <laughs> thing about him. That's why they call it a surprise, Cordell. <laughs> well, congratulations. I hope everyone is doing well. Bro. And obviously, Nick, you have my permission to take the day off. Cordell is volunteering to work on Sunday because he loves okay. that show that much. <laughs> yeah, I come on at 730. Yeah, I'll be there at 730. <laughs> Eastern time, by uh, the way. Eastern time. <laughs> all right, Nick. Keep in touch, and hopefully I'll see you on Sunday. All right, guys. You take care. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.